Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Josh Brown, and you're listening to the Follow Your Soul Heart Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? I am back in action. (laughs) For those of you that have listened to the Follow Your Soul Heart podcast for a while, you've noticed probably that we haven't had any episodes being produced and launched in quite some time. Now, here's the question. Why? What happened? I know many of you have reached out and you've said, hey, uh, are you ever going to create another episode? Was that just it? Were you sort of like a flashbang get you know, a bunch created and then leave it to be and hopefully pick it up again one day or were you just done? Well, the reality is I was busy following my soul heart. In order to grow your business, you are going to have seasons of ebbs and flows, seasons of hard, get it done, grind it out work and seasons where, hey, now we can really focus in on both working on our business and doing some of the creative things we've always wanted to do for the business. That is what this podcast is. This is a creative outlet for me in order to help other entrepreneurs or people interested in business like yourself. And I'm just really excited to have this microphone and a voice to do that. However, you as much as I love you guys, are not the priority. The priority is the clients that I serve. And I needed to make sure that I was going to serve my clients well, leading and rounding out kind of the end of the year. So what I wanted to make sure that I did was put forth the effort in both executing content at a really high level and a high value, um, seeing my clients through some of their great success towards their end of the year events. And then obviously we work with a lot of nonprofits and churches and there's things coming up that are very meaningful to those industries like Christmas or recently giving Tuesday. And during these times work sort of explodes. In fact, my two busiest months of work every year is December and January. And this year I was determined I did not want to get bogged down in either of these months and not have a life. The reason why is a personal one, which is because it's deer season. (laughs) If you follow me at all, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I love to deer hunt and those are the two archery seasons for deer. I'm an archery hunter, love it. If you've never looked into it, you should because it's fantastic. Lots of hiking and nature and scenery and things you just don't get when you sit behind a desk and work on a screen. So here's what I did. I spent all this time working on perfecting my craft And I joined the Dave Ramsey All Access Entree Leadership E-Coaching Network. Uh, Basically what this is, is it's putting me around other entrepreneurs and leaders, people that are far more successful than I am, in order to rub shoulders with and learn from people who have been there and done that. This is what I want to talk about today. So many of us have been told that we should only be self-centered and self-focused. You know, go it alone is the motto. Uh, Just do it. And then the underwritten part of the Nike slogan is by yourself. That's not the best reality because human beings are relational creatures. So I want to talk about how to continue to build relationships 
in order to be effective in business. Why should you do that? Well, first, relationships are what make business thrive. If you didn't have relationships with customers, you wouldn't have people to pay you for your services or your product or your restaurant. So you have to build relationships with people. You can't just go and only do marketing and not have a service, not have something, not have somebody who's going to welcome you via email, text, intro at a restaurant, be the, you know, the waiter, the greeter, the whatever. You've got to be able to build relationships in a way that continues to bring value or continues to entice people to come back and buy again. Now, one of the things that I've learned over the last few months is my strategic focus has shifted. And what this means is something that I find a whole lot in business. You're walking down a road in business. You know exactly what you're working on, what you're doing, who you are, or maybe you've got some questions, but for the most part, you've got it. And then all of a sudden, somebody tells you about something new or you see uh, a different perspective that you haven't seen when you read a book. For me, that book that I read recently was Sell or Be Sold by Grant Cardone. You've probably seen me post it on Twitter or Instagram, but Grant Cardone is this real estate guy and he wrote this book, Sell or Be Sold. I recommend you get the audiobook of that because there is no better hustler than a couple guys in this world we all know, like Grant Cardone and Gary Vaynerchuk, but Grant Cardone articulates what that hustle looks like strictly from a sales point. If you want to grow business, you have to have a pipeline that's filled with business opportunities. If you want to grow your business, your ministry, your organization, you have to have a pipeline that's filled with those growth opportunities. That is what I've been working on personally as well. So I'm working on my business and I'm working in my business, but I'm also making sure that I'm working ahead of my business. I want the pipeline to get filled up. So come January, I have my busiest month of the year uh, or December here and then into January, busiest months of the year. And then February is sort of one of our lower months that we have every year. So that's gonna be the month that I want business to stay at a high level. What that means for me is I can hire more people since it's normally the time where I unwind a little bit um, in terms of just output and production. That's gonna be the month that I wanna have people there ready to take on those responsibilities and give me a breather. <laughs> January is gonna be a hard month because it's extremely high energy for all of the nonprofits kicking off the new year, having new budgets, all of the campaigns have to get done. And it's during the middle of the biggest hunt of the year for me. So I'm very much in the work hard, play hard mentality. And thankfully my family's okay sacrificing for a little bit because they give me the other 11 months. But at the end of the day, I've got to make sure that my pipeline is completely full of opportunity. Now, this isn't just a sales thing. In fact, Seller Be Sold talks all about life and how in life you need to be willing to do whatever it takes to go after what it is that you want. In fact, like when I look back in my life, I look back all the way to the very beginning when Laura, my wife, and I met. And the cool thing was we met in this college in California. We were just there for a week at a camp. 
And the very first day, not only did I recognize her as potential, you know, maybe a future was there. Maybe I got some little spark going on, but I recognized something was special about her. And I talked to some people. I journaled about it. A little embarrassing, but I'll admit it. I'm manning up here. Um, But at the end of that time, she gave me her address. Everybody trades addresses. And most people will take those addresses and throw them away. But later on down the road, what I ended up doing is, well, actually, I did throw her address away. So it kind of defeats that part of the story. But I threw her address away. And before I took the trash out, it was back up on top of the pile. And I don't know what happened, if supernatural or what. And I saw it again. And I said, you know what? I really liked this girl. She Something about her was different. We were supposed to meet up, but we never did when I came back into the town where she was living. And uh, so I was like, you know, you're not going to get opportunity unless you seize it. So I seized the opportunity. I pick her uh, name and address up out of the pile. And I talked with a friend of mine to make sure it's not too creepy to get, you know, that guy from camp who writes you a letter. And I wrote a letter and I mailed it off. And it's a few weeks later and I got a response and the rest was history, baby. (laughs) That's the power of relationship and the power of doing whatever it takes to get what you want. Over the next several months and years, I did whatever it took. I sacrificed a lot. I went and we both sacrificed. We had giant cell phone bills. This was back when you had to pay for long distance, you know, (laughs) so you had only so many minutes a month. Everybody kids these days, you know, just everything's unlimited. Back then you had like 200 minutes. You thought it was a lot until you realized you blew them all in your very first conversation of the month. So anyway, we had, you know, hundreds of, uh, actually one time, I think it was like almost a thousand bucks that we had a cell phone bill for, but we had all this expense going down for our communication. And then over time, you know, we'd fly back and forth and stay with each, with each other's families in order to get to spend time and date. Cause we both went to different colleges and she worked in Arizona and I was in Kentucky at the time. And so over time though, we really realized that, Hey, this relationship was worth it. This opportunity was worth the sacrifice. Make sure you're going after opportunities that are worth the sacrifice. Some of you, you're sacrificing for a company, a job, a person that you don't even believe in or agree with. Maybe you're doing it for the money. Maybe you're doing it because you have stability. Or maybe you were like me and you were doing it because you didn't know there was a better way. And I'm here to tell you today that there is a better way. (laughs) There's such a better way. The better way is to be your own boss, to go out into the world, start something new and succeed at it, or to join up with other like-minded people and work on passion projects, work on things that you believe in wholeheartedly and things that you're not going to sit around just wondering, oh man, I wonder what if. You know, oh, Josh, I really wonder, you know, what if, what if I had done that thing? What if I had, you know, back when I was 25 and now I'm 40, you know, what if I had, you know, made that one left turn and gone down and talked to the guy at the place with the shirt and then, oh man, everything would have taken off. For me, I've spent a lot of time in the what if moment because years ago I had a buddy of mine who said, hey, Josh, I want you to come with me to Guatemala 
this weekend. It was like Monday and he was like, I'm leaving Saturday and I'm going to go to Guatemala and I'm going to learn how to make coffee. <laughs> I was like, dude, I don't even drink coffee. Starbucks have barely come onto the scene. I was like, I don't even really drink. I get the Frappuccinos, you know, I still do that sometimes, but I was into the, you know, frozen, delicious, sweet, sugary coffee, you know, with some whipped cream and drizzle on top. That was the kind of coffee that I thought was, you know, the best. And he was like, no, man, we're going to go down here. We're going to learn it. I'm going to take $150,000 that I've made off the profit on selling my home and invested in starting a business and a coffee shop. And I want to build a community around it. And I said, dude, there's no way I can't do that. At the time I was a youth leader and I was like, you know, I kind of out of the youth leader world job area and moving on to other things. I was like, I just can't, it's not going to happen, man. I can't do it. And so I told him like, good luck. I'll pray for you. That was it. Move on. Eventually I move out of the state and he opens a coffee shop. Not only did he open a coffee shop, now he's opened multiple coffee shops. It's called Cartel Coffee <laughs> and they're doing probably millions of dollars of business all around the state of Arizona. They're even, they even have a location in, you know, the Phoenix Sky Harbor International Airport. He ships his coffee all around the world. They've won multiple, um, multiple awards and different coffee competitions around the country. And Jason himself, my buddy, he's won multiple awards. I've seen him online. <laughs> Meanwhile, it took me about another seven to 10 years from leaving that point to where I finally achieved some level of semblance of success. Now, what happened? Why did that happen? Well, it happened because I didn't have my eyes on the opportunity that I wanted to seize. I was too busy just believing the lie, the lie that everybody tells you, which is you need a job, you need to work a nine to five, you need to do it with stability, medical and all this other stuff and, and you're good to go. Well, the, the news flashes now that, and, you know, speaking of medical, like here's a quick side note, but now that I've been out on my own, um, one of the things in business is when you run your own business, medical insurance goes through the roof. You got to pay a lot. The affordable healthcare act, I won't go into the politics of it, but basically for my family on just one of the $13,000 deductible plans would cost me $24,000 a year, 24 a year. So roughly two grand a month for medical insurance. And then if I had an issue, I had to pay up to 13,000. So it would have cost at the total top of it, $37,000 to have preventative medical insurance. And that still didn't cover like, you know, most of the pills or prescriptions that a doctor will give you when you're sick or your kids are sick. So we decided to go the route of paying cash. Now with the cash payment came the penalty you know, the healthcare penalty, they're going to pay, they're going to make you pay a penalty if you don't have health insurance, even though if you don't have vehicle insurance, you don't have to pay a penalty, but that's a whole nother thing. So, um, you know, the vehicle could actually hurt other people. Health is really just about yourself. So anyway, uh, I'll get on a tangent there, but ultimately we decided to pay cash. Now what happens is the majority of medical professional places, hospitals, doctors, you know, surgery centers, we had to go through a couple of those in the family here. And the majority of them will give you a discount if you pay cash. 
like all these years, I had the lie given to me that you have to get medical insurance. Now, here's the thing. There's some people that need it. There are some times where you need it, you get cancer, something major, some kind of, you know, wreck, injury, whatever. So there was still a risk involved there, but it was the right kind of risk for us. So instead of spending 24K on insurance, we spent it on the business and we grew the business. We saw the opportunity, we seized the opportunity, but then we saw that, hey, the world is saying something should be like this. And we decided, nope, it shouldn't be like that. And that's what I'm trying to get at here. So many of us just go with the flow because that's what we've been told. We go with that flow because that's what we've been told. And the reality is we've been told a lie, but it's somebody else's reality. So many people, they lie about it because they believe it. That's what they believe. They believe you have to have things be a certain way. I believe you can use creativity to do whatever it is that you want in life. Now, to a degree. You're not going to go out and make a billion dollars tomorrow. Lots of things have to happen to make a billion dollars. <laughs> I want to be eventually a self-made millionaire, not meaning that I made it, made it myself, but that I allowed other people to invest into my life to help me reach my goals. And so I'm going to like, that's to me, that's called the self-made millionaire. I want to be there, not because I want to hit some number, but because I believe that with hard work, dedication to the craft and attention to what it is you want to accomplish today in our modern culture, a millionaire is, should be attainable for every single one of us. Every single one of us should be able to attain that, whether we partner with other people, we go it with, uh, you know, go it ourselves, or we go out and create multiple companies or multiple investment groups, or, you know, go out and start something with our wife or our husband, or if we go out into the world and we decide, you know what, I'm gonna do the Gary Vaynerchuk flip challenge and make, you know, a hundred K at first and then eventually a million dollars. There's plenty of ways to go out and do business and make business and buy and trade and sell and market and all of these things. But it comes down to what kind of creativity are you going to apply to your life so that you can do the thing that fulfills you the most. The past few months for me have been about fulfillment. I want 2019 to be off the charts successful. But in order to do that, I've had to take some time and invest in myself, my mentality. We talked about the seven month mentality has ended. I didn't reach my goals and dreams in that you know weight loss category that I wanted to. I did reach some, lost 30 pounds, maybe a little more actually, 34 or something like that. Didn't get down all the way to where I wanted to be, but I achieved something. And now, guess what? 2019, going to go right back at it, right back into the same mindset, right back into the same motto. I want to get to my goals, whatever it takes. I'm going to do whatever it takes. Same thing with business. I spent all this time investing in myself so that I could eventually help others better. Work on your business, not in it. That's the phrase the Entree Leadership talks about. 
I've been working in it way too long. <laughs> the reality is I've got enough marketing savvy to recognize where business needs to pivot to and how to work on it, not in it, how to build a team and a culture. And we have it. We've got the team and the culture, but they're not full time. And so my goal now is to help take all of the people that I've invested my life into in order to help us run this thing into uh, the direction of being people that work full time at Soul Heart. So with all of that said, let's recap a little bit about the last few months. I've spent that time focusing on myself. I've reached out to an e-coaching or a mentoring or mastermind group to help pour into me. And the last thing that I haven't talked about that really is about seizing the opportunity is in order to plan for 2019, we need to figure out what needs to be true in order to reach the goals for next year. Or maybe, you know, maybe it's a monetary goal. Maybe it's a, oh, I'm going to start a business or I'm going to step out or I'm going to find a new company or a new job. Whatever the thing is that you've got, maybe it's landing, you know, another thousand dollars a month of work as a freelance client, you know, way easier than you think it is actually too. But at the end of the day, whatever those things are, we want to make sure that we're taking the right steps to get there. So what things need to be true in order to get there? That's what we want to talk about further and in depth. I'm going to unpack it maybe a little bit more next time uh, on the Follow Your Soul Heart podcast. But in order to go down that road, we want to make sure that we're planning, we're being strategic um, we're being calculated in our moves, but we're not losing the sense of risk, wonder, creativity, abandonment of, you know, just pursuing things without a care of what other people think. And that's got me in trouble so much in life. But now what I want you to do is think that through, go big or go home and sit there and pout because you didn't go big. You know, that's the that's the motto that I'm going to use sort of driving this entire talk because I really believe you can deep dive into this entire thing and begin to discover yourself and what your goals, dreams, and realities are. You're going to make a tremendous impact and a huge difference. So with that said, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been another episode of the Follow Your Soul Heart Podcast.